0: if there has ever been anything that you have really wanted so dearly and you regret not having that in your life be it in your profession or relationship or your health goals it's because of our limiting beliefs we give ourselves multiple reasons of not achieving something in our life well what i believe now after having spoken to so many successful individuals in their life who have achieved their goals is that the reason we are not achieving what we want is because of our limiting beliefs. So tune into this episode where you will get to know that how breaking through your limiting beliefs can lead you through a life that you have always imagined for. Shani Nigam. I am a recent graduate from the University of Melbourne with a Masters in Marketing and Communication and I'm tuning right in from Melbourne, Australia. I help entrepreneurs, businesses, individuals, anyone who would like to create a good audiovisual content and especially help with podcasting, voiceovers and if you're looking out for someone to help you with that, I'm right here. And welcome to my first step ever podcast for graduates and young professionals across the globe to help you take your first step towards your goal. Welcome on my first step ever. If you have tuned into this new episode of my podcast, today I have a guest speaker who loves the path that he's on. So when we start our journey to our professional career or anything that we want to do, I think we always have two choices. Either we face challenges and go, go towards a path which we should, which we ought to, or we face challenges and struggle and go towards a path that we really want to. So it's our choice in the end. And I am here to introduce you to a man who chose the second path. Struggles are always there. It's life and you always learn. But where we are going with that is what defines our life ahead. It is a pleasure to have Amir Khutov on My First Step Ever.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks a lot for hosting me, Shani. Really uh, glad to be here.
0: I just want to tell my listeners that who you are listening to today. And it's very important to know what he has made out of his career, his life. And it was all about his mindset and a lot of challenges that he faced. So welcome, Aamir Kutok. He is an award-winning CEO and founder of Enterprise Monkey, which is a web and app development company. And it was founded in 2014. And also, Mentor Monkey, a social e-learning platform for professionals and aspiring entrepreneurs. Under his leadership, Enterprise Monkey has achieved the Australian Smartest Innovation of the Year Award, which is amazing. And in 2016, which is a very quick you know, way to get an award and get recognized in Australia. He was recognized as Australian Young Business Leader of the Year. Now, he has a lot of accolades in his way down the line from when he started. And we will be discussing that as we go forward. But the journey of him is so, so special because he came to a new country, a new land, leaving his career behind, which was back in his home country, India. And he struggled. He faced challenges. And now he is... He owns an enterprise, he's an investor, and he has a very, very different mindset and belief. And I want you to listen to his story very carefully. So, Amir, thank you for coming on My First Step Ever. And let me get to the first question that I want to ask you. How was your college life and what sort of mindset did you carry towards your professional life back then?
1: First of all, thanks a lot for the amazing introduction. (laughs) You actually reminded me a lot of things that I forgot about my career as well. So thank you for that. Look, uh, my college time was actually pretty interesting because first of all, when I I started as a mechanical engineer, uh, my father wanted me to become a doctor and I couldn't qualify the medical interest examination. So I ended up being an engineer, but I did not, I was not sure what I was doing over there. I was not sure how my studies are going to inform my career. So in the first couple of years, I felt a bit lost and uh, I was not very well focused on my studies. But after that, uh, I actually explored extracurricular activities and I I uh, was pretty happy doing that. And I was pretty good at doing those as well. So I was uh, looking at what were the problems in my college and I was actually solving those problems. For, for example, my college didn't have a its college magazine. So I ended up sort of launching the first magazine. We didn't have budget. So I ended up uh, getting sponsorship for that. There was no way for people to interact with each other so I created a social network for my university as well. So I was really active when it came to the extracurricular activities. And I think that actually helped me uh, develop my entrepreneurial skills. that helped me develop the resilience as well. Because when I tried doing the things first, it, I actually failed in a lot. But then as I moved forward, I started learning through those failures.
0: But that's quite interesting. I, I want to ask just one more small question over yeah. there, Ahmed. Did you ever feel like a failure at that point in time when you felt that you were not doing well in engineering to say so because that was your major that you had taken to, you know, you, you're studying that. So, did you ever have that feeling and how did you turn that around?
1: Well, actually, I got that feeling quite a lot, you know, and uh, there have been multiple occasions where I could not perform well in the examination. So, of course, uh, the the students, they actually looked down upon me And then I sort of always remember this incident when a teacher actually stood me up in the class and he said that you won't be able to do anything with your life because you are not good with your studies. So I felt like a loser, like I felt really desperate to do something. I felt extremely lost because I did not know how am I going to do well in my life if I am not good with my studies. And I think that actually helped me sort of like endure that uh, and, and, and bring that strength together to, to you know face the failures in the life.
0: I'm so sorry to hear that that happened to you but in a way I think that's quite normal unfortunately <laughs> a lot of <laughs> us hear that <laughs> uh, because if we are not good in studies or if we are not good in in, in a particular you know, aspect of life, which the society thinks one should be. We always know that. And I think a lot of people who are listening to us will definitely relate to it. And I would also like to tell our listeners that this is the same person who now has an amazing, very strong network in Australian business and political system, where he was able to put in a few more policies in favor of international students. So I think you have come a long way. And I would hope that whoever is listening to us can understand that anyone telling you anything about yourself does not define you. What you think about yourself and what you make of your life will really define you. So I'm moving on from that uh, aspect when you started exploring, which is also very interesting takeaway over here that if things did not work for you in one area, you did divert your mind to something which interested you in a way. And then you just started building up on that because you found your niche, I would say, you found yourself in a way, and you started building yourself because you had a knack. So from yeah. there, how did you, I remember because I, I saw you in one of the webinars saying that, kill all the noises. So how did you stop listening to all the noises around you? And did that in any way help you move to Australia?
1: So it's very interesting. Like it's easy to look backwards and say that I found my niche at that point of time. But at that point of time, I didn't even know what niche means. And so it was actually me finding my calling. So it was like me doing what what I really wanted to do with my life so when i when i was not performing well say with with my studies and everything i was not very clear with my direction and i thought you know i have already done a lot of studies in 10th and 12th and so on and you know even if you know even if i'm not performing well with with, with that at least i could do what i want to do with my life and mm-hmm. uh, you know you hit that point at some some stage in your life when you stop caring about everyone else so it was actually pretty good for me that i hit that point quite early in the life where then i stopped worrying about it because then I, I i felt you know it can't get any worse than that you know why should i care for others i've been sort of living my life caring about what my parents think what society thinks what my teachers think but it has not gone taken me sort of much far with my life how about i live my life on my own terms how about i do the things that i really want to do and i really enjoy and that change in the mindset uh, that, that uh, you know, just uh, shutting off the, the noises actually helped me, first of all, look into myself and discover who I was, I was and what I wanted to. And also, it also helped me nurture my skills that I would not have nurtured just sitting in the classroom. So instead of spending a lot of my time in the classroom, I was spending a lot of time outside the classroom doing things, gaining the real world experience, which a lot of people actually lack. And through that real world experience, I sort of developed my sort of business skills and entrepreneur skills as well. So when I completed my bachelor's, by then I had a very strong. CV not in terms of marks my marks were bad but I had too many things that I've done on terms of extracurricular activities and then I actually joined Honda car because my parents wanted me to join again a company that is in my core field I had done mechanical engineering but I uh, didn't feel at home at that company as well because I felt that my all of my skills were not being utilized over there so I worked there for around one year and then finally I resigned and I said that's it I want to start my either start my own business or do want to some uh, want to do something else completely but the problem was that I did not know how to do business so I went into freelancing did a bit of freelancing from there I actually found a client who was in Australia and he mentioned that why don't you move to Australia and there might be a lot of opportunities for you over here and that's when I started looking for universities and got a scholarship to get uh, into Deakin University and came here.
0: That's very interesting like out of what you just mentioned over here sentence that you mentioned that you did not feel at home in that particular company and I can completely relate with that because there are a lot of the kind of jobs that we take up are usually the ones that are there in the society out there you know a particular role a designation that you've been hearing all all along your life and you know that's what you are you know growing up for and you want to go and do that you never think otherwise and I think it is only A few people who realize it very early because i don't know like you say that you have that you know a fire inside you and you cannot settle with anything less than what you think that you're capable of and i think when that ticks for you uh, you should really take some time off and understand where you want to go. And that's that's good that you were able to... Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you when all these things were happening with you and you realized that and you quit your job?
1: It was 2011. So I was, what, 22 years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was pretty young at that point of time.
0: I think you had the realization quite early in your life. And coming from there, from being a 22-year-old, re- understanding that that's not your job, you have yeah. no idea how businesses run and then you started freelancing. Someone just told you that why don't you come to Australia? I'm sure you must have done your research and then you came here.
1: <laughs> I didn't do much research.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you need to just go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you said that, you know, when it feels right, you yeah. just take the next step. This, this is also one aspect I feel. So when you were here as you mentioned that you had no idea about business so when you came here you were studying how did you start with your business you know setting up your business just from the go or you waited you studied the environment and then you started
1: look i think uh, first of all to to your point about actually giving it a go what what happens is like there are you always have two choices one is just you can just keep on following what you are uh, uh, doing the second is you actually may take an action and make a difference but the thing is that if you will sort of follow your instincts there's a cost that you have to pay and you should be willing to pay that cost like like of course you will be putting your financial security and all of those things at strain but i have lived through it and i think it's worth it like uh uh, i would do it all over again i sort of say it all the time that if i had to sort of like you know start from the scratch i will do it all over again because i actually love and enjoy doing doing it so I moved to Australia and I joined MBA. I thought I'll learn some business uh, while doing my MBA, but I didn't learn anything from that. Look, I learned the uh, how to manage an established company, but uh, MBA doesn't teach you how to actually start your own venture and things like that. It talks about strategy and things which are applicable at a, at a much wider level. So anyways, what I started doing was, I first of all, I started look for looking for some part-time jobs like we all do when you, we came to Australia. <laughs> I applied for so many jobs because I was a mechanical engineer. I knew, web designing as well because i developed a social network i thought i'll find at least one job maybe not uh, as a as a production engineer maybe as a mechanic uh, in a car garage or maybe as a salesperson in a car showroom but i did not get any at all like i applied for a lot of even web development jobs and things like that but i didn't hear from them as well so i started doing odd jobs like most of people who come to australia they they do it yeah <laughs> but uh, What I did was that I did not go complacent with what I was doing. I was actually doing, first of all, I was working as a cleaner during the daytime, but then I left that job and I started working as a newspaper, like I was used to distribute newspapers in the night so that I could have free time in the day. And then I used to network during the daytime. So I joined a lot of meetups. uh, Like there was a Silicon Beach meetup, which is a startups meetup over here. Then I I was actually living in Geelong. So there was no entrepreneurs group over there. So I created the Geelong Entrepreneurs Meetup and sort of like invited people over here as well. So I started meeting with different people, people in the business. And I used to ask them, what is the problem what is the biggest pain point of your business and from there i started looking for the opportunities to actually do the business and that's that's how like my first business idea came about but before that i did not have any idea about how to actually start a business but also what type of business do i want to do
0: i think a journey that i can relate with right now i i'm also i have i have been an international student now an international graduate in australia and i can definitely identify the kind of odd jobs that we need to take so that we can kind of keep paying our expenses. But if we are really, really looking forward to you know making that network over here, which is very important. I think that was a great example that you shared with our listeners right now. I also remember that you mentioned that you had a lot of struggles, and especially in an entrepreneurship journey, there's always ups and downs, and it's not, never a straight you know uh, upward going curve. And I heard from a lot of people as well. You but you bagged your job in ITC Geelong, and at the age of twenty-five, you were offered the general manager position. That was an incredible story because I think, I remember you said that you were there h- hired for an internship, but within two days, you found that the sort of a clerical or administrative sort of work that they had asked you to do, you could turn it into something which you, I think you made a, made an app for it, which helped the entire data storage process. It reduced the time for that work. And then you were hired within two days because then you could do a lot of app development for them that really reduced their time and their labor. Late- Labor work. So I think that was sheer confidence in yourself uh, even to go up to them and say that you know what this doesn't work and this is what I can offer. why don't you try it because even if you have a sort of example for someone or you can you have a solution, it's not easy to go up with that confidence that you know this is what I've done. So how was the journey pro- from there as you mentioned, what were the mistakes the top three mistakes I would like to know that you think in your journey you made? And how did you overcome it? Because I remember you said you are passionate about the journey that you're on and you even love the struggles. But if you could share the struggles or the top three mistakes with our listeners. Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh, And again, back to your point about the the confidence. The thing is that I think we, most of the the, times that resistance to actually reach out and sort of like put out the things. It sort of comes from inside i think comes from the subconscious that has always been feeded to us the thing is that if you actually let that fear go and if you are willing to lose it all at any time then it becomes life becomes very simple as well then because i still remember when i went for my first internship interview it was actually with the counselor and mayor of uh, geelong and they actually came and he said the the mayor of the Geelong I think it was he said that I'm going to make a coffee for myself would you like some and uh, so mostly in interview people would say no I said yes I would like a hot a hot cappuccino with uh, one sugar please something like that uh, and 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 then he actually made this coffee for me and I, and I I had uh, first say when I said nice coffee so. Uh, <laughs> but the confidence comes from a point when you have a firm belief either in yourself and secondly you you feel that even if you lose the thing there would be other opportunities in life you know that's not the end so when I went to the the general manager of ICT Geelong and I said look I can automate everything for you I knew it was an internship and I of course I had to be there and things like that but I knew that if if this internship doesn't work out then there, there would be other internships as well. So you just need to be sort of willing to let it go to be uh, able to succeed in, in, in your life. So in terms of the 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 mistakes uh, that I actually made in entrepreneurship, the, I think the very first mistake was I thought that, you know, once I start my business, everything is going to be pretty easy from there. So I started, I think, celebrating a bit too early. So like, for example, the first two years was struggleful, but, but then I think, you know, once i have clients and when i have once i have more sales it would be much easier from there so there was a point when i had uh, a lot of clients i had good sales i had a team of uh, around 15 people at that point of time and my full focus was on generating more sales and sort of getting more more and more business and things like that because someone told me that you know it's all about sales you know you just bring you just need to bring in more sales and that's it and it worked till then. But then what I saw was that the, the business actually started collapsing around me because I was not very focused on the other things or the, the part, other parts of the business which are equally important. And I'm a very sort of creative person. I do not like boring sort of paperwork. I do not like I enjoy numbers, but I don't like looking at finance and balance sheet and things like that. So I was sort of ignoring that. And what happened was, like, eventually within three months, I went into a hundred thousand dollars debt. And at that point of time, I was twenty-seven years old only, and it was, uh, it was it was it was a lot to take because banks were chasing me, and then uh, lenders were chasing That's me. Right. It is yeah yeah, and you're still you're still sort of like setting up in Australia. Your your visa process and PR and citizenship and driving license, it's all coming through and then you have got a hundred thousand dollars that like my family have would have never seen a hundred thousand dollars in one go altogether it was it was a very stressful situation but then again at one point of time i thought of leaving but then i sort of looked at what i need to do so i sort of like went and just sort of focused on what were the mistakes that i was making i revamped the whole business model from there and launched the business model with a very clear processes and procedures i hired 80 percent of my clients because earlier i was taking everyone on board as a client and i said no we cannot work with each and every client so but these are the things that i've only learned in entrepreneurship and i i was able to learn from that i was able to recover i was able to pay off all the debt in six months i was able to sort of come back more stronger but the thing is that i would have never learned it if i would have never been in like uh, in this debt situation so sometimes you have to do some things to actually learn it.
0: One thing that I heard in your story up till so far is that you said when you let the fear of the fear go, then you're able to show the confidence that somewhere resides in you. And I think that was lovely. And Right now that you mentioned about your journey definitely is very, very challenging to hear. And to be in a situation with $100,000 debt, it's a unique situation to be in. And I think from unique situations, unique solutions and you know stronger personalities born and that we can see right now because they're doing amazingly well not only for yourself for a lot of other people especially for students international students in australia so i would really like to thank you for that and i think i made a comment that day when i saw you in the we- online webinar that thank you for not quitting or giving up because i think at one point in time you said it was way too much for you especially i think i think it was the time when you were Uh, under that debt but you thought let me just go through that what went wrong at least and then you figured out what was going wrong which was that you were working in the business rather than working on the business so incredible that was because understanding what went wrong is also a very very good quality that can always take you forward you know quickly understanding what is wrong and then finding a solution for it. So thank you, Amir. Thank you for coming on my first step ever and answering a lot of questions. If you can give any advice, just one piece of advice to the international students who are interested in the entrepreneurship space over here.
1: My advice is that first of all, a lot of international students, I feel they are actually pretty much focus on and just sort of somehow some sometimes go on a complain mode about okay this system is bad you know we can't we don't have work rights we don't have this and we have, don't have this but this is the situation that you are in right so it's important to accept where you are and secondly it's important to embrace what we are here to do for that you have to unlearn a lot of things that you learn back in your countries because the system is different the culture is different so you have to unlearn that all and then you have to sort of start from the scratch over here and trust me, and it's not only me, I have seen a lot of students, a lot of my friends who sort of stayed and sort of like put their struggle in and they were able to succeed pretty easily. Of course, they had to sort of go through all of all of, all of those struggles, but they finally came out successful. So it's extremely, extremely important to not give up. Secondly, do not get carried away in the odd jobs like they are lucrative sometimes, but then you need to ensure that you are hustling and making sure that you sort of get that first opportunity. Thirdly, it's really important to get that first, you know, get your foot in the door, right? I Even if you want to go in entrepreneurship, even if you want to build a career, my philosophy is simple. You know, if you want to say work in a corporate firm, if you can't work as an officer, just start working, you know, just, just start making tea or making coffee or just start Cleaning that office, at least get your foot in the door. Get be among the people that you want to work with, and start somewhere. And there's n- like there's no problem in and doing a bit of volunteer work. There's no problem in doing a bit of unpaid work because that's how I actually got my first kick is by doing a lot of uh, a volunteer work and a lot of unpaid work. So extremely important that you do that. And no one is going to give you you the work on a silver platter you have to figure it out on your own, you have to reach out to the people. And when you start reaching out, when you start asking for help, there would be people who would be willing to help.
0: That is one of the bang on advice, I think, Amir, you have shared today, which is move in the right direction. If you are working hard, which is good, but if you're working hard in the wrong direction, it will not take you anywhere. This is something that I've learned recently, and that reflects in your advice that you've just given us. Even if you get a volunteer work, even if you would like to, you know, get a work of a cleaner or a clerical job in a company that you really want to be because being in a space that where you want to grow in, can really help you a lot. So, our thank you so much. Just before you leave, is there any code or saying that you really resonate with that you would like to share with our listeners? It's
1: actually a dialogue from a movie we called Rocky uh, from Rocky Balboa. It's like life and all rainbows and sunshine. It's a very mean and nasty place. It will beat you down to the earth and it will keep you there until you get it. It's, it's not about giving up. It's about actually fighting hard. It's about how much... You can take and keep moving forward so the life is not about how much how harder you can actually hit it's about how much you can take and keep moving forward how much you can fail and keep moving forward
0: and that is amazing and that was a lovely lovely quote that Amish shared which he really li- likes and resonates with because that was represents our life. keep fighting and keep going ahead thank you for tuning into my first step ever my friends I hope you have really enjoyed his experience and journey what Amish shared and if yes, you can always drop him a thank you, show him gratitude for sharing his journey and giving his time a little bit to us today. So thank you and see you with next episode soon. And we wrap up today with yet another episode of my first step ever podcast that tells us that nothing is impossible and there are ways that you can achieve your goals if you put your mind to it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you soon with another episode next week. Until then, if you like what you hear, then you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, or on Anchor. You can also be a part of My First Step Ever underscore IN Instagram community. And if you like watching videos, you can also watch the entire podcast video on youtube channel ishadini Nigam. so my friends and ninjas until next time i would just like to say start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself